crazy how much happens on a Thursday night. We were talking yesterday. There wasn't much to talk about. So that's why we didn't do an episode. But there's plenty to talk about today. Uh, no Braden today, but Riley and I are here. So what's up? Yeah. All right. We're going to start off with Rashad Bateman. Yeah. Big blow to the Ravens. But I think Dever Duvernay is really good. And I just want to see more from him, honestly. I think they'll be really they're they're already banged up enough. They've they've been like the most banged up team the last two years. I think they will be just fine. This just adds to their injuries more. Yeah, he he's got that Liz Franck injury. I mean, if you don't know what it is, anyone out there go look it up. It looks pretty painful. But we wish the best to Bateman, uh former gopher. Uh, he was one of us, Riley, you and me. But um, it kind of makes it look a little bit more questionable as to why the Ravens decided to go for a linebacker instead of a receiver at the deadline, if you ask me. Yeah. <clears throat> we think about Roquan Smith wearing 18. <clears throat> I think that's interesting. Um, it doesn't look right to me. No. It's kind of like, like I, I can kind of understand, like, Nowadays, when I see the pass rushers wearing a single-digit number or I see, like, the defensive backs wearing a single digit, but still looks a little weird when you got your, like, middle linebacker wearing, like, number 10 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Cooks, he's not happy. He really he, isn't. So I believe he wanted, he wanted to go to Dallas, right? I think... I think it was something like that, yeah. Yeah, so he had angrily been on Twitter around the time of the deadline wanting to go to either Dallas. There was a rumor that he wanted to go to Minnesota also. I think there was another team in the mix, correct me if I'm wrong. But, um, I mean, I can see why he'd be upset because, you know, he wants to be on a contending team. Sucks for him, but, you know, you're getting paid a lot of money, dude. Just stick it out, play the rest of the season, and, you know, you can get traded in the off season. What's the deal with it? Is his contract too big for them to release him as a cap hit? Yeah, so I was kind of messing around with overthecap.com today. Great website for checking out contracts and all that stuff. So I believe if the Texans were to release him. Believe it or not, the Texans are actually, actually kind of tight against the cap right now for some reason. But if they were to release him, their cap space would go from like $4 million to like negative $15 million or something like that. Mm. So it's kind of a weird contract structure. A lot of it's guaranteed for next... I think actually all of it's guaranteed for next year. So... It's kind of hard to move around. That's mainly why nobody wanted to trade from. Yeah. Especially Dallas. Like I know, I know Dallas. That's something that they had brought up is they weren't interested in trading him, trading for him because you know contract was just too big. Michael Thomas to the IR. Yep. Once again, another season-ending injury for Michael Thomas. Tough break for him and the Saints, but Saints aren't really going anywhere right now. He was looking really good. We kind of thought he was 
back. I mean, we did think he was back, and then... Do you think there's any chance that he's still there next year because Olave is starting to emerge? Uh, I think it's pretty obvious that next year they're going to really fall off the cliff in terms of cap space and everything like that. I mean, they need to start rebuilding. They don't have their first-round pick. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. I just kind of want to stay away from that team, honestly. Like Thomas and Lattimore, they both just have like quarterback-esque cap hits. And, you know, their quarterback, that's actually, you know, supposed to be their starter, Jameis Winston. His cap hit isn't very high. So, you know, they can afford to do that a little bit, but I think they've given way too much monies, way too much money to these guys. That being Lattimore, Thomas, and you know, pretty much everybody else that they've kept around for the past three or four years trying to extend their window, but I think it's just over for them. I think it's time yeah. to realize that, you know, you're probably gonna have to rebuild and you're probably not gonna be very good for the next couple of years, but you gotta start somewhere and I think that they need to start trying to do that right now. Yeah. They put all the money for later years. And I, I don't really like that anyway. You're looking at it. I, I don't really think it's worth it. Like you, you could say it's worth it if you win the Super Bowl, but right. your team is just going to be swimming or drowning, rather, for the next like five years. I don't, I don't agree with it. Well, and to think like the Saints were, like their thirteen and three season where they ended up losing in the wild card round back in 2019. I mean, that was pretty much their last shot. That was basically when Drew Brees was, you know, that's that was pretty much everything that he had left. And yeah. granted, they went on to the playoffs the next year, but it's just kind of like they maybe stuck it out a year or two too long, and they're paying the cost for it now, and they probably will be for the next two, three years until they can get their cap right. So what do you think about the playoff picture just in the NFC? I think we have all the teams in it, except for the Buccaneers. I think they will finish first in the division. I think we're all kind of still waiting for Tampa Bay to come back into the playoff picture. Uh, Green Bay, I feel like they're a team that can bounce back too. And San Francisco, of course, but I think the Rams are kind of done. Maybe they could fight back into the playoffs, but both Seattle and San Francisco look tough, even though San Francisco hasn't necessarily shown it with their record. I think they're still a better team than their record shows at this point. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. I think if you can get the 49ers in the playoffs, they can cause some damage anyway it happens. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see get Green Bay crawl their way back into the playoffs eventually. I don't think it'll happen, but you know, crazy it's, to think. Yeah, I mean they. So basically, if Tampa Bay ends up taking over the South again, and let's just say that San Francisco takes over the West, um, I think it's pretty much a lock that Dallas and New York are going to end up going to the playoffs. But it seems like that seventh seed is wide open. It probably will be up until the last few weeks of the season. 
it's crazy that um, I know we know Seattle is winning that division. Nobody thought that, but nobody knew if Drew Locke or Geno Smith was going to be the starter at the start of the year. And wow, it's not even close who should have been the starter. Yeah, I remember kind of like going back over the summer, Pete Carroll said, oh, well, we got kind of an issue here. We got two great quarterbacks, and we don't know which one we're going to play. It's like, yeah, okay, Pete. I mean, the story typically goes, if you got two quarterbacks, and you really got none. So yeah. I was kind of looking at and I was like, well, it doesn't really matter which guy you start. You're probably going to win two games anyways. I assumed that it was going to be Drew Locke, but obviously they went for Geno Smith because they liked what they saw from him last year when he filled in for Russ. And... My gosh, what a better story. You can't really find one than Geno Smith right now leading this team to, you know, a division lead and team that you expected to be picking maybe one or two in the draft looking for their next quarterback. He might be there for at least a couple years. You think they'll draft one this year? With, I mean, I think that Broncos pick could end up being a better pick than Seattle's most likely. Yeah, I think I think maybe if they're if they're lucky enough they could use that to get their next guy. Um otherwise maybe they'll wait until the second round, but what I would personally try to do is I would try to build around Geno Smith. I just feel like Geno's going to walk. I feel like he's going to have somebody throw the bag at him. And Yeah, I don't think Seattle's going to want to pay the price for it. Yeah, right? that that could be We've seen this before. I mean, really the only example where it's actually worked, where they've kept the quarterback beyond that one year is Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. When you think back to like uh, a Case Keenum or somebody of that nature that, you know, doesn't really stick around because they didn't want to give them the money after the great performance. And, you know, I understand it. I mean, I, I'm kind of torn between the whole thing of Geno Smith Part of me wants to try to build around him, but then the other part of me is like, he's in his early 30s. I mean, you know, this is peak Geno Smith. You're not getting any better probably than what you're seeing right now. Yeah, I I feel like they should just draft one this year. Maybe stick him out another year. Maybe win the division again. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're definitely overachieving right now from what we all expected that they would do. So maybe they'll kind of look at that next year and go, well, yeah, we kind of overachieved. So we're going to go with a similar approach this next season. And, you know, if we are bad, we'll be picking in the top five, top 10, we can get our guy there, but yeah. it wouldn't make a lot of sense for them to try to do a bunch of different things. Like the 49ers did where you try to trade up into the top five to get your guy. I mean, yeah, they have the capital to do it now, but just not something that I would do. I'm never really a fan of trading up. I'm a fan of, you know, unless it's like a generational player, I like to trade back and get more picks. Yeah. Who has more? We're going to do Daniel Jones and Kyler Murray for rushing yards. Who has more? They have both played the same amount of games. I heard this one the other day i think does daniel daniel jones have more rushing yards 
Yes, he does. He has 363, and Kyler Murray has 299. Okay. See, that kind of kind of makes sense to me in a way because if you look at box scores like I do, kind of a nerd for that, um, if you look at box scores, you know, you got um, all these guys that rush like Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and then you got Kyler Murray who would, you would think would just be running all over defenses and everything but he doesn't as much he actually is more of a pocket passer than people like to think he is yeah I guess and I then, shouldn't even say pocket passer he just doesn't run the ball as much and when he is running he's kind of just running all behind the line of scrimmage too yeah Kind of similar to like a Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they're mobile, but they don't really want to, you know, try to run with the ball and put their life on the line or anything like that. Yeah. Who has more receptions? Devontae Adams, Tyler Lockett, and Mark Andrews. This one's really going to be tough. I don't feel like Andrews gets as much targets or this is targets. Receptions. Oh, receptions. I feel like Andrews doesn't get as many receptions. Um, so, number one, I'm going to go Devontae Adams. Number two, I'm going to go Mark Andrews. And number three, Tyler Lockett. All right. So, actually, it's reversal of that. Devontae Adams at 38, Mark Andrews at 42, and Tyler Lockett at 46. Okay. I thought I thought Adams would get a little bit more volume since he's kind of their only receiver that they have. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting one because Adams and Andrews kind of both had two really bad games last week. Yeah, and Andrews was hurt. He's kind of been off and on in terms of whether he's going to be playing or not. I mean, I think they like him to start the game and then kind of – gets hurt from there but as a yeah. fantasy owner i don't like that <laughs> so cam Akers participated in a walkthrough on thursday for the rams so you know after all the rumors and and everything about him potentially being traded apparently it didn't happen a lot I, of people that wanted it to but he's still a ram this might have got deleted but i remember seeing it they said they actually didn't get offers. They were desperately trying to get rid of him, and nobody wanted him. Smartly enough, other teams don't want to, you know, pay for a running back. I mean, running back traits are so so difficult for me. I can nev never understand them because yeah. you know you got a premier talent. You know, like say a, a Dalvin Cook or Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, one of those guys. Their contracts are enormous. And so, you know, teams don't want to pay a running back, especially as they get older. So really the only value you can get from is like a fourth, fifth, sixth round pick. And it didn't really used to happen either. I mean, right. you can think of a few. I mean, one that I can think of from a long time ago was Marshawn Lynch when he was traded from the Bills. Yeah, I mean, if you just look at the compensation now, I don't think it really matches with the player's ability. Yeah. I've never really liked running back trades, but I guess Marshawn Lynch is really the one example where it actually worked. But other than that, I can't really think of any that have. 
got a bonus segment right here. Two guys are considering buying the Washington Commanders. What do you think about this? So are they considering going in on it together or? I believe it's separately. Okay. Yeah. I think this would be a disaster. I mean, I I feel like Jay-Z would probably run it more like uh, an actual team. Jeff Bezos is going to try to run it like a business. Yeah. But I actually do remember, wasn't it Jay-Z that wanted to buy the Panthers like five, six years ago? Sounds familiar. I know Antonio Brown wanted to buy the Broncos. Where do these people get this idea to, like, just buy an NFL franchise? I've seen how someone was saying, so Jeff Bezos buy it. He's going to tear down FedEx Field, which he should. And then he's going to build Amazon Stadium. Well, for all we know, he might actually move it to the state of Washington instead of Washington, D.C. Yeah. I mean. I think you just got to hit the delete button on that franchise. Rename them again. Just start fresh. Are you talking about retraction? Yeah. When was the last time there even was a retraction in the NFL? We've seen teams move a lot, but. I don't know what the last team was to be retracted. So I think that would create an interesting dynamic in the NFL. And the crazy thing is, is they have to get, I think it's three quarters of the owners to vote for the new ownership to come in. So I don't know. I'm sure you would get in. Yeah. It's just weird. Um, I know Jay-Z is a billionaire, so I don't know if he'd have to have any other investors helping him. Uh, Bezos can totally buy it himself, can't he? Yeah. I don't know how much of his assets are liquid, but... He could buy a few if he wanted. Maybe he could end up buying the entire NFL. Yeah. I think it's a Walmart descendant that owns the Broncos now, right? One of the Waltons? I think it might be, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I think it's it's basically only like Mark Davis. That's They're the owner of the franchise, and that's all they ever do. Like, if you look at all the other franchises around the league, you know, the owners do something else. I mean, they got something else to make their money. Or is it yeah. Al Davis? Yeah, Al Davis. I'm sorry. That was really bad. <laughs> Al Davis, he got it from Al Davis Sr., so that's why he... You know why he's the owner of the team and he doesn't really have much else to do besides that thanks for watching please check us out on streaming services and like and comment subscribe we might have a special guest next week so be on the lookout for that thanks for checking us out